Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the five-day vendor master file cleanup. Do you trust the data in your vendor master file? Well, if you have less than 5,000 active vendor records and need to prepare for a vendor self-registration portal or for 1099 and 1042 IRS annual forms distribution, you are in luck. We have vendor validations, including watch list screening, duplicate vendor review, vendor inactivation recommendations, and more. Go to DebraRRichardson.com, that's D-E-B-R-A-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.com slash consulting, or email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at Debra rrichardson.com for a quote today. Are you and your vendor team getting ready for 2020? On this episode, let's talk about the IRS 1099 NEC form. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 60, how vendor maintenance may need to prepare in 2020 for the expected IRS 1099 NEC form. So I don't know about you and how long you've been processing an accounts payable vendor maintenance and whether or not you've dealt with the 1099 um, tax forms and tax filing. Um, But I remember the good old days when all you had to do was submit an extension to the IRS to submit your 1099 filing in April. And to think of it, we were actually dragging to get the 1099 forms out to recipients by January 31st and then take all the calls and make corrections before the filing in April. We were still dragging in April. Um, Then that world was turned upside down, I believe in 2015, when the due date for box seven of the 1099 miscellaneous form was pushed up to January 31st. And now you don't even have the hope of an automatic extension. So January 31st now for box seven, no automatic extension. And even now, if you submit a request for an extension, it probably won't happen. Um, But on top of all of that, now we're looking at a new 1099 form, the 1099 NEC or non-employee compensation form. It is expected to be published for calendar year 2020 so that you will need to use that form for January 2021, um, the 31st. You'll need to use that form to send it out to your recipients. 
let's first talk about what is the IRS Form 1099 NEC. So I did do a, a podcast episode. It was episode 44, and it was talking about getting help collecting your W-9s from your vendors. And then we also talked about what we already know about the IRS 1099 NEC. And it really wasn't what we already knew. It was what John Croyle, my guest of W-9 Manager, already knew about the 1099 um, NEC and we discussed it in that episode. So if you want to listen to that, go ahead and check out episode 44. But you may already know the story, right? So to combat fraud from box seven that resulted from the extended gap between the 1099 miscellaneous form distribution to the recipients and the actual 1099 miscellaneous uh, tax filing for the payers. So you've got between January 31st and um, the date in April. And in between that time, the IRS found that there was a lot of fraud with box seven, that non-employee compensation. And so that was a big gap because by April, when the payers um, filed the tax filing, it was already too late. Refunds had been given on fraudulent um, returns. And so voila, box seven for 1099 miscellaneous was moved to January 31st. So you might wonder, okay, so they did that. Why did they have to come out with the 1099 NEC? And just know I'm not a tax professional, but I've done some research and it makes sense. The IRS had difficulties identifying penalties or accurate penalties for those payers that submitted all 1099 boxes on one 1099. And let's say they submitted it late. Well, box seven is late, but the other boxes are not late. So how do you determine what those penalties are? And then I'm also sure that they had some issues with processing volumes for vendors that had multiple 1099s and it was filed by the payers January 31st and then they also filed additional um, 1099 boxes so now you've got multiple filings for the same vendor so I'm sure the IRS had lots of operational issues to contend with and so voila here we are with the 1099 NEC. So how does the new 1099 NEC form affect the vendor master file or the processes, the vendor processes? So first, here's some quick facts about the new 1099 NEC form. So it is expected to be published in 2020 to be used January 2021 for the 2020 calendar year reporting. It is intended to report non-employee compensation, so formerly 1099 miscellaneous box seven. And also because box seven will now be reported on the 1099 NEC, that means that the 1099 miscellaneous form box seven will change. So I will actually put links to drafts of both of the forms, the both of the 2020 forms in the show notes. So I'll put a link to the draft form 1099 NEC for 2020 and a link to the draft form 1099 miscellaneous 2020 form. 
All right, so let's talk about some potential process changes. So the first one is configuration. So this one would be for you if your 1099 miscellaneous form is embedded in your accounting system or ERP. Now, if you've been thinking about outsourcing that 1099 process um, to a 1099 service provider, this may be a good time for it or the following may need to be done. So one, your 1099 miscellaneous form within your system, your accounting system or ERP will need to be updated. So you wanna start now and add it as a project to ensure the time to configure and test before January, 2021. Two, the 1099 NEC will need to be added to your processes and may also require configuration changes in your accounting system or ERP. So if because you have the 1099 miscellaneous form embedded in your accounting system or ERP and you want to do the same for the 1099 NEC form, then again, you need to start now, get that project um, on IT's list so that you'll have time, they'll have time to configure and then you guys will have time to test before January 2021. Now the other potential process change is the additional forms per vendor. So this may be nothing new if you did not file all boxes on the 1099 miscellaneous when that change was made to um, uh, file box 7 January 31st. Again, if you were like me, I filed all boxes um, by January 31st with the IRS. Um, but if you didn't and you separated box seven from the other boxes, you may be a step ahead because you're already used to producing multiple forms for the same vendor. But if you haven't, then it will be a new process where you'll have to separate the non-employee compensation um, to the 1099 NEC form and report any other income on the 1099 miscellaneous. So again, if you have a vendor that you pay both rents and lawn maintenance, those will now be two different forms that you need to report that income on. Now, here are a couple of things that I recommend you add to your to-do list. Um, the first one is to let your vendors know in advance. Send them a communication, um, email, snail mail, something, because you don't want your vendor surprised, confused, and calling you the first week of February because they don't understand why they got two forms or they don't understand why the form looks different than it looked the prior year. So I recommend getting a head start and letting your vendors know in advance. The next thing I recommend you adding to your to-do list is if you print your 1099 forms, put that on your list to be on the lookout for when the new 1099 miscellaneous and the new 1099 NEC forms will be available and order them. Now, the last thing that I recommend is training. You need to get training or train your team on this new 1099 NEC and the new 1099 miscellaneous. Now, in this podcast episode, I talked about how it may affect your accounting system or ERP 
if the 1099 miscellaneous is embedded. And then I also talked about how you may have to generate multiple forms for the same vendor, but those are really vendor maintenance processes that you need to think about and how they'll affect the vendor master file. It really doesn't replace training on the new 1099 NEC or the updated 1099 miscellaneous forms. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 60th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.